zero, zero, zero to 40k. Greetings again, citizens of the Imperium. Welcome to Zero to 40K, the podcast where I drag three friends kicking and or screaming into the world of Warhammer 40,000. I'm your host, Warhammer Walter Stewart, and here to discuss the book Horus Rising are my three co-hosts. Sarah, Sarah, how are you? I'm good. Hi. What are you What are you thinking? Five chapters in. Oh, man. Um, I did have a note, and I'm going to try as much as possible not to be this person, but the note I wrote was, everybody is gay. I don't make the rules. <laughs> So, I know. So, right? um, I, I think will, we have I, a lot yeah. to say about a certain chapter, and when we get there, we will get there. If everyone reading from home, yeah. I feel knows what chapter we're talking about. Um, and we don't mean that in a bad way. No, I, I no. should clear. I'm gay. So no. <laughs> I'm, I say that with all the love in my heart. I guess there's there's some in chapter. Well, yeah, we'll have it. Oh, there's a lot on this subject to say for sure. Um, Eric, Eric, how are you feeling about I'm, chapters one through five? Well, um, I wanted to say that I've got one hand on the ship and the other's giving a high five today. <laughs> what I don't even remember mean? if I quoted that the correctly. From, yeah, the hand of the ship is upon you. Yes, yeah. oh. oh, so it's the other way. Yes, yeah. the hand of the ship's upon you. I'll be, honest, I'll be honest, I thought, I thought of this thought on the drive were... over here today. <laughs> and the so other I didn't remember the actual quote. Sign. Yeah. I, I, yes. Yeah, you we're going to score setting it. No, I that was going to be my shtick on the show. Whenever I introduce myself, I'm going to quote Alanis Morissette. Specifically Alanis Morissette every time. I, I, I just want to make this clear that oftentimes when I read books, my brain throws everything out yeah. after I'm done. And so we'll see how this goes. We're going to talk about it. Because <laughs> Susie said that. I was like, what? Well, the hand of the ship is, is upon all of us now. Yeah. So yeah. I need to remember for next time that the hand... Of the ship is upon yes. me, and the other hand of the ship is giving a high five. Yeah. Is that, yeah. is that or, or the, giving a peace sign? Well, definitely yeah. not a peace sign, or, I suppose, in Warhammer. No. Okay. <laughs> so, giving uh-huh. a sign of the Aquila. And it requires two hands. So, I would have prepared my best Alanis Morissette, uh, yeah. well, but I didn't. High so. five. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, our third co host, Shannon. Hello. Oh, hello. How are, Wait, how... did you already talk to Sarah? Yeah. Oh my God, first. I forgot already. <laughs> the books um, go right out of your mind. The podcast goes right out of your mind. What happens? <laughs> yes. Tell us, what what are you thinking? Chapters one through five. I know a little mm. bit how you're thinking because I was sitting next to you while you were listening to it. Mm-hmm. And you heard me take off. You saw me take off my pixel earbuds in disgust. And just look over and what the fuck is happening was the quote <laughs> given to me. I can't talk about that. We're not time, well, we'll ta- get, time for chapter We're going to get to these yet. chapters. Um, oh, we have a lot to say I, on chapter two. I got a really, like, when I was reading through this, you know, and I read through all of uh, the Song of Ice and Fire series books, which, you know, if you don't know, that's the Game of Thrones books. Um, and, and I have never... Even having read those, read so many names that I was like, I don't know who these people are. I don't care. <laughs> I I don't. So that's how I felt. Well, like, that, there is some comparison, I mean, like the different fleets and mm, bannermen and mm, stuff from mm, Ice and Fire. Yes. Uh, and that should lead us into, before we even get to chapter one, I think some folks mm. want to talk about. And this is a thing you're going to see in a lot a lot of Warhammer books is the Dramatis Personae page at the very beginning with the aggressively long list of everyone 
vaguely featured in this book. Mm-hmm. I do legitimately I, love My that. favorite, yeah. can we talk about just our favorites just reading the list? Favorite my names? favorite was Little Horace. Are we talking about <laughs> names that we like or yeah, characters we like? Yeah, just names. Okay. Just, just reading the list. Little Horace made me irrationally angry. I'm like, <laughs> name, <laughs> name him something else. I, was, I beg I said, of you. I said to Walter, I was like, is Little Horace his penis? <laughs> I mean, kind of. When we get to chapter two, we're going to get into a lot of these details. Okay. I'm yeah. interested to hear how everyone says these names. Well, oh, yes. I listen to the audiobook. Oh, so but I so I want to hear how you guys like which ones are you uh, Ezekiel Abaddon. Ezekiel. 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 That's Abaddon. not how it's spelled. That's not how anyone's <laughs> feel about these like these are all cutesy spellings. The, and kind of also like ice yes, and fire. I was Jeez, gonna say what is happening? it is just like the Ice and Fire series where they put a Y in, like, you know, it kind of reminds me of yeah. <laughs> You know, whenever you see someone named Jennifer, but with like a Y, you know, or, a, you know. Well, we just lost the key Jennifer with a Y demographic to our podcast. <laughs> My name is Jennifer that. with two Ys. <laughs> That's from uh, Parks and Recreation. Yes. Oh, you got it. So, okay. yes, okay. that, but all, all of these characters who you will eventually, mm. eventually I'll be Eric with a Y from now on. Ooh, there we go. E-R-Y-K is how you, okay. you know. Okay. my name. Um. <laughs> Before we get into it, I, I I will say that from it's been wild reading these books from the perspective of someone that knows all of these things. And I haven't read this in a long time. And this book came out in 2006. So I was in my 20s in the distant past when I first read this book um, and trying to come at it with a vision of someone who doesn't know anything. And I'm reading it and I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> they don't tell you what any of these things are. So I'm very excited to see where you all go from this I feel with like, a bunch of information thrown at you. Figure it out. <laughs> I feel like being a fan of the Dune series has prepared yeah. me to just not there understand was, things. There, and there, there were touches of Dune There's in here a lot for of Dune. sure. I felt so I want to talk about some of that. It also reminded mm-hmm. me, I don't know if anyone else is into these games, but of Doom Eternal. Oh, oh yes. Um, the latest in the Doom. sort of. I think that's the last one they did in yeah. the Doom anthology. But um, yeah. Made me think of that oh. <laughs> in some places. So. Oh, the people. So the people that made Warhammer read Dune, and that yeah. is going to become very apparent as these books go <laughs> on. Um, and I'm confident the people that play made Doom play played some Warhammer. Warhammer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was like Warhammer came first. Some so, of this yeah. aesthetic is mm-hmm. is 100 percent yeah. in there. Um, some of these nicknames, I'm looking through them, having read the first five chapters, and mm-hmm. I'm like half heard. What does that mean? Are they, when we get to Mr. Yachton Cruz, spelled with a Q. Um, yes, it is Cruz. We will, uh, you, you'll you'll learn all about it. Okay. Excellent. Okay. All right. all right. Well, I say we dive into chapter one. Loken appears on this Imperial life. One million and one names. Loken does a cool guy move. So <laughs> that's, and that sums up chapter one. Boy, they throw you right into the thick of it with uh, a little, uh, nothing says action packed like a little story time. Little uh, little guy yeah, uh, deciding yeah. to tell a story that. Uh, it was a delicious on. conceit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the imagery. Um... Overwrought. So, where are people coming at? Uh, you know, we, we start off with Loken and he's telling his cool, cool guy story about the time Horus slew the Emperor. And you start reading, you're like, what's going on? To find the reveal that he's not talking about that emperor and he's not talking about any of these people. He's talking about this time that they went to a planet 
with their crusade fleet. So yeah, what, give me your impression. What, what do you all think is happening here? Because they throw a lot of stuff about what's going on well, in this crusade. Before we get into the story, I just want to say immediately I hated Torgaden. I don't like <laughs> yeah. anybody who's described as a joker mm-hmm. in real life <laughs> or in books. Yeah. And uh, I was immediately annoyed by If you him. have to say they're a joker, then they're not funny. <laughs> it's like almost always. But usually like, means they're an asshole. Yeah, okay, but exactly. we can't really get into the story. I don't want to skip well, and I don't want to skip ahead too much, but I have yeah. definitely things to say in chapter three about Torgodden. featuring Torgodden yeah. and his yeah. jokesterness mm. oh. for sure. Yes. So as yes. we will as we will get to. <laughs> okay. As he's just a wacky prankster. Okay, so this chapter, yeah. What do we have to say about this? Like is this all just like a threes company esque misunderstanding? Because uh-huh. this—that's well, kind of how I was reading. It. Like, is this actual Earth? Is how I was reading so it. So that's how I was <laughs> reading it too. I was like, these people worship the emperor, but they don't realize this guy is the actual real emperor. Yeah. So here's my take. Okay. okay. I, I love it. And this is coming from Dune. If you've read enough Dune, there's something called the scattering. And this is where this is coming from. My thinking is that at some point there is a big crisis. Maybe it's the old knight. Yeah, I don't know what that is. <laughs> and what happened was, what had happened was, the emperor of that time on Terra, on Earth, put themselves in some kind of time warp. You take a step to the left and a jump to the right, and you pop back out 2,000 years later. And then now, the rest of history is continued. So now there's a more advanced Earth and a more future emperor even though the original ones that went through the time warp were also pretty futuristic and cool, they weren't quite as cool as the new future emperor. That's how I took it. That, yeah, is, like, that is a takeaway so like, to have about damn, this. I really thought I was going to be right about that. But can we talk about what we really want to talk about, which I know you want to. <laughs> the first sentence that grabbed me and I was like, yes, a beautiful man, yes. Loken would say, mm-hmm. building his tail. A beautiful man, adored by all. I no hope the audiobook figure. reader wrote it read just like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was. I mean, it was pretty sensual. I I wrote a note. Horace loved Sejanus. Is that Sejanus? Sejanus. I think okay. I was going to say. I think Latin and Greek as well. You emphasize you emphasize the second, second syllable. Okay, cool. Yeah. So and as we go, I wrote down the Horace loved Sejanus like a son. Sure, Jan. <laughs> my note was. Um, yeah, we got to really put the emphasis on the the anus part. The anus. Of Sejanus, <laughs> Sejanus, I think yeah. for sure. Sejanus. And we're going to see a lot of it. very fake Latin. As uh, yeah, this. and keep in mind that, that the, these are British books, right? right. British so fake Latin. There's a British uh, narrator. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he is a uh, he is he's thirsty for Sejanus. Mm. Um, and it's unfortunate that we don't get to see more of this beautiful man. Uh, no uh, finer figure in mark <laughs> for plate than Haster's genus. Yes. And if we take the imagery from the front of this book to represent <laughs> like right. I don't think Sejanus is there I think we would know well, they make a point of this is kind uh, of spoilers for future chapters every time they introduce a character with few they're exceptions they're like so he beautiful. was a handsome man uh-huh. and then I'm like looking at the cover of the book like him <laughs> <He's> <laughs> like guy. so much of them is just their armor though yeah, yeah. yeah. These like, guys are just too that awkward. Face is guys. busted. Like, I don't <laughs> yes. Know. Well, they but have a different this beauty standards of change. Like, That's I true. am here for this beautiful man, you know, as as the person here who's attracted to men, then I'm I'm down. I want to see this. I want <laughs> to see this, this man. man on screen in whatever 
TV show Henry Cavill is producing. <laughs> well, the problem is you don't even get to see. He's like a flashback character. Mm-hmm. He's right. like the main that that that. That's good for the show because they can get like a big name. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. Someone. Yeah. Who? Yeah. Dane, who do you think? Who's who's Sajana? Oh. <laughs> all of my re- all of my references are twenty years old. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'll they play within that, that realm. De- the edgy, is that where Henry Cavill, Cavill puts himself? Is that where Henry Cavill is himself insert? I mean, he is the most. Beautiful. Well, we learned that all of them kind of look pretty. Uh, some some well... of them look similar, so maybe Cavill will just play every role. Oh, <laughs> I am yeah, here. They all share I am here for this too. They share a Especially gene if one of them has. They yeah. do share a gene seed. That is yes. Mm. That was. A, I have a running list. Um, that's just what the fuck is that. And Gene Seed was on that list. And I think I kind of figured it out as the chapters went on. But, it is. Um, so I made a list of nonsense terms uh-huh. that I'm picking out. And it's amazing that I have apparently read Gene Seed so many times <laughs> that I did. I just glossed over. It's like, oh, that's a weird that phrase so for weird. someone new to <laughs> the one, The one that really got me and why I started looking at the Kindle version of the book instead of just the audio version was when I got to Warp Dilated Horologs. <laughs> yeah. What is a horologue? Well, it said so. It it's said like, like it clocks. Sounded like he was saying horror logs yeah. because he was a British man saying that. So they don't say ours the same. Yeah, yeah just using <laughs> the just writing clock. They got they got <laughs> them wrong ours. They do yeah. have them wrong ours. But just using yes, so the intro really for clock. Amp up the Midwestern accent in here. But Sejanus so gave me some like. Not exactly the same because he dies, but like Helen of Troy vibes. Ooh. Like, oh, here's this beautiful oh, man that. that everyone loves. The man that, and then that launch mm. face that launched a thousand ships, kind of thing. That or one spear tip. tip. Yeah, a thousand Ooh. spear tips. We're gonna one spear tip. We're gonna oh, talk. We always yeah. talk about the spear tip. Okay. Yeah. Is that a ship? No, I think they're saying they're throwing spears at people. That is. Is, this, <laughs> is it like a battle barge? Like thing fact, that, oh, yeah. that's amazing that you've gotten. So there are not battle barges yet, but there is are battle barges in 40K. Yes. Oh, okay. I assumed it was a formation of their ships. It is. A spirit. No, so, okay. Um, we're going to talk. So the Sons of, oh, pardon me, the Luna Wolves. They're not, the, we'll talk about Sons of Horus. The Luna Wolves like to attack like a directly at like the biggest threat. So they send like all their best guys in at like a spear tip attack to like tear out the throat okay. of the enemy. Ah, so they're, they're the spear. They are. The tip of the spear is like. So okay. I think they may have even so, said that directly in the reading, but there was so much other junk going on. That, oh, yes. That... I'm, I know. I'm realizing. I'm like, did I not understand what this is about at all? So can I just ask? So these people are basically crusaders. They're going across saying, hey. You gotta worship this emperor. Well, and we'll get to why they don't worship. I know, the emperor, but, but yes. they do though. <laughs> they, they do though. But the, okay, yeah. so they're doing that. They they. Uh, this was actually kind of the first creepy thing. They kept saying green skins, which just made me a little like, why do you keep saying green skins? I'd I don't like that. They said green yeah. skins. Now those are. You haven't run into them yet. Those are orcs. I was gonna oh, say oh, those are the four AK because they describe them as being like bestial, yeah. like yeah. So they're not. So they're not just making humans agree with them. They're no, making... they don't. Well, they don't even like get the like the orcs. They're not like, hey, you have to join the Imperium. They're just murdering they're just, orcs. Oh, and, here's my understanding of this so far. And correct me if I'm wrong, yes. or don't correct me yeah, if you even think better. it's funny and want yeah. me to keep going with this. Is that kind of like you were talking about the scattering? Like humanity scattered kind of lost touch with each other and now there's this crusade to find all of these like human outposts colonies like places and reunite them yes. with this empire and yeah, that's that the crusade that is but yes. if they're not human and we find them we just slaughter them and take but their like, planet the oh yeah okay oh yeah big murders aren't okay. even humans they're like we're so much fucking bigger 
than humans. Well, they're GMO'd. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, Monsanto Space Marines. Yes. And this is all so, the terms. Uh, okay. Oh. Yeah. Terms. Sorry. I just saw that in my note. Space Marines, Imperial Astartes, Astartes, uh, Legions. Are these yeah. all the same? All things? the same thing. Yeah. This okay. is my favorite. Um, my question good. Titans, are they on? Titans. Our side or the other side? Because at some on. point in the fight, I'm like, titans, who the fuck are these titans? <laughs> Whose ships titans are these? Are some I don't of the, understand. Are titans some of the space marines? Or are they the no. people above the space They are marines? a different They're like big group robots, of, right? in oh the Imperial God. military entirely. Are the titans They're and the Mechanicum yes. the same thing? They, they, the, the titans are with the Mechanicum, yes. Okay. But assuming, are they on Loken's side? Yes. Because okay. at one point in the reading, I thought the Lunar Wolves were the bad guys too. Ah. And I was just, I couldn't keep track of. Are Lunar Wolves a small group of space marines? Correct. So lunar wolves are space marines. Not all space marines are lunar yes, wolves. Yes, there's our, our, our syllogism for today. But, but space marines, imperial astartes, legions, that's all the same. The legions are groups of space marines. Okay. Or le- yes. And, and lunar astartes wolves is maybe is one, one of those legions. legions. Yes. <gasps> it's all coming together. All now. coming together. Okay. But okay. then we get into some violence. Um, you know, it goes on, mm. and this fake emperor. Is is being a real dick and killed the handsomest space marine. Is he a fake emperor? Well, though? I guess he's yeah. a real emperor, but he's not their emperor. Exactly. But, but he murdered the handsomest boy. Actually, the Earth Emperor is still the thing. Because the name of part one is the deceived, which I don't know if I was supposed to look at that. You could look at but that. That's right in the thing. Before we move on from chapter one, I did just note. Um, occasionally, I noted my favorite. As we talked about this sort of overwrought language, some of my favorite like similes and analogies and metaphors that this guy uses and it was the last page of chapter one it was nero vipus laughed the sound snuffling out of his helmet mask like the cough of a consumptive bull <laughs> just clear and the idea day. of a bull with tuberculosis is the funniest thing <laughs> paints a picture <laughs> yeah. doesn't it that is a good it's one it's a very interesting because usually similar just but here's the thing you're familiar with and i'm going to explain like this is like this thing everyone knows what a what? bull with tuberculosis yeah that's just it's very obvious <laughs> yeah so um, but before we leave chapter one, so we see Loken, he's coming in with a spear tip. They're attacking these guys that murdered the handsomest space marine. Um, that I and still think we're from a time warp. <laughs> from Totally from a time warp. And uh, he's, uh, he's he's trying to beat Abaddon to the prize. Um, and he does a cool move, killing a turret, which yes. is like, because they have to, can't let a whole chapter go by without bolting. That's all in chapter, That's one. All chapter one. Oh my goodness. That's a cool guy. That's why it was so confusing who was who on whose side. Because there's a lot of battle crammed into like three paragraphs. And can I say, speaking of the turret, I'm glad you brought that up. They talk on and on and on about these invisibles and they're building them up. And then there's like an invisible enemy at the yeah. end of this chapter, and then it's just a turret. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's kind of just a fake out. Yeah. And he yeah. just like, invisibles quickly after that, but still for yeah. that first yeah. chapter. And he just throws a grenade and it's like, oh, I killed it. Yeah. It's cool. And mm. way to go, first guys. Why are you dumb? <laughs> so, or whatever. Or like he throws yes. a thing. But. He, yeah. Huh. But that's not the chapter we want to talk about. That's no. not what we're no, here, we to, talk here to talk about. We are not here to talk about that chapter. We are here to talk about chapter two, Ooh. the thirstiest paragraph in Warhammer. Loken meets a black woman. Horus starts a rising. So let's just go. Okay. Chapter two. I just want to say, I was so frustrated that the first... Uh, the first thing we even say about a female character is that she's lusting over the sky. And... Not only that, they talk about how attracted she is to him. And then they go on to describe the most disgusting man (laughs) I have ever tried to imagine. 
They talk about gigantism of the face. They talk about his ribless torso. Taut, hard, taut shell of his ribless (laughs) torso. I love that line. Like stretched canvas. I have never once said, oh, oh, he would be so much more attractive if he had no ribs. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be the new look. The moonlight shone through the window and played delicately across his stretched canvas smooth ribcage. I'm just imagining like a giant bug. I'm like, because if you don't have bones, if you're not having normal bones, what I'm imagining is a lobster body. Uh No bones equals exoskeleton. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking sausage casing. Yeah, with horse face horse face flesh barrel. And yet, mm, oh, well, horse face well, flesh barrels is going to be how I refer to Space Marines from here Mercy, all it's Mercy. That's just her type is mm-hmm. horse face flesh. Yeah, I thought it was, Mer- I thought it was supposed to be like Mercedes. It's um, Mercy. That's how he Mercedes. said it. And the you know the audiobook uh, the audiobook There's narrators sometimes are sometimes wrong. Yeah. And by um, that, I mean when other people talk about their audiobooks and they disagree with how I pronounce words, I say that they're wrong. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. No, that sometimes, like, when I listen to audiobooks for, like, A Song of Ice and Fire, sometimes the uh, the same narrator would say the, someone's name differently in the second book. Like, it, it was frustrating. Jammy? <laughs> Can, <laughs> yeah. Cersei and her brother Jammy? <laughs> On a similar note, can we talk about just how awkward and clunky the term remembrancer uh, is? There's, there's got to be a better An iterator. Well, yeah. we'll get to the iterator. Yeah, we'll get yeah. to the iterator. Well, that's a question. Are we iterators or are we remembrancers here I on don't... this podcast? That's, well, that's we didn't real talk to anybody or look at anything firsthand. We were just iterating. So we're iterating. Okay, okay, good. Fine to know that... what we are doing. That makes sense that, okay, I'm going to just write that on my list of what the fuck is that. <laughs> um, iterators is on that list. Remembrancers so. seem to be on the ground journalists. They're, but one's a poet. So they, they're a like a, poet. I actually really like the chapter, we're, that's jumping ahead. Mm, but I, I like the idea of like, I hate that guy, I hate that guy too, but I like the idea that these Crap journalists, some journalists are poets. Yeah. Or sculptors. Mm. Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And taking pics, because i got to have pics, P-I-C-T, because um, it's got to be spacey. Um, but yeah, so remembrancer is a bit of a word to get around. Yeah. And the it got to the chapter of tell me you're a British author without telling me you're a British author, where if I can find where it's like, I know, I don't really know what women are supposed to look like. Are all women <laughs> supposed to be small and weak? And are they all supposed to have skin so black? And it's like, oh. <laughs> Logan had very little experience of women. Again, everybody's gay. I'm just <laughs> adding that. <laughs> he wondered if she dyed her skin. <laughs> yeah, that's it's like, oh. And this is another thing to have hoped that this book was written in the 80s, maybe. <laughs> this, yeah, that's unacceptable. Maybe in 2006, <laughs> we could have just left that paragraph What's wrong alone. with her head? When he just <laughs> <laughs> like, I was wondering that too. Can you tell us what's happening with her I, head? I am she presuming, and head. I don't know if they actually say, but I I'm presuming that she has... No, I'm presuming that she has like enhancements. Like, That's what like, I was like, like, like she's got yeah. like okay. she's got robo stuff to, take to do her things. She... Blink pictures because she's recording she's things like blink, with her head blink, equipment. Yeah, yeah. she's like Cam Jansen. Yeah. So that I don't reference totally fall flat. I don't wow. know. God damn it! Sorry. Google Cam Jansen, everybody. No, I'm not googling anything. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I'm presuming that she has some sort of, uh, of of enhancements and like implants and everything, and it's not just. That he's like, what's with her head? It's strange. <laughs> so although, does she dye her skin? Oh, real, real awkward. 
Um, so, yeah. so are there no black? There are. There's there, no black soldiers. Well, Space Marines? Space Marines. Or whatever he is? Yes, there are. And that's been... So this is definitely, there's a big difference between Games Workshop 2006 and Games Workshop 2023. Okay. And it's been not enough years, but in a lot more recent years, they have started trying to work hard to be like, hey, there's black people in the 40th millennium, it turns <laughs> and out. And we, there's other people and there's women occasionally and such. When we get to the fact, though, that a lot of them are clones. They're not or clones, precisely. They have the a gene seed. seed. Like and you can term. harvest the gene seed when they die? Yes. You know well, <laughs> well, we'll talk about what apothecaries do with their narthesiums later. But yes, there's gene seed harvesting to yes. be done. Um, I don't know how much you want me to get into the biology of space marines and how they're created, but it's not when a when a mommy space marine and a daddy <laughs> space marine love each other very much. Okay. So, Well, that's what I was also wondering is how do they not have sexual impulses because they seem to not be around women and and i know that there are you gay, are i know that you know maybe uh, you're opening a huge can of worms, can of worms. that okay. the 40k community talks about a lot and mm. there's questions of okay well do we space can... marines have penises it yes. seems like they do because there's well, wearing a loincloth i have a sentence i want to bring up in relation to that later oh okay <laughs> i presume that. that because they wear a loincloth maybe that's just for butt covers yeah oh, could be because yeah. we know they have butts that is yeah. canonical because <laughs> <laughs> he says later on Wipe your ass with the yes, hand. that is true. Um, but there's a lot of questions on whether space marines have Im urges and impulses and whether they have. So, and then there's a lot of, you know, Warhammer smut written. So as we go on. But you know, there we go. Right. There's a lot of it out there. Um, and actually, the more I'm reading uh, Dan Abnett and some of his thirsty, thirsty chapters and everything, I'm starting to really wonder if there's actually like a 40K eroticism author and Dabnit out there somewhere <laughs> and uh, that he had to start, you know, like getting that out into another world. So okay. is the word thirsty in all of our notes? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I wrote gay a lot. So that's probably I didn't write what I thirsty. meant. But... I had, yeah. I wrote hot I opener, loincloths, yes. thirsty time. What a waste. Just very <laughs> sexily cleaning his weapons or yes. oiling them or something weird. Mm. And like... using his lapping powder, which I do not know what that is. Okay, good. Well, so. that was I think I've that before okay I, th I think that is a thing i i don't know and he's big Let's... right they big oh yeah they're huge the yeah, space marines like... are like eight nine feet tall oh okay so yeah they're they're all massive with their taut mm. ribless meat and, and this torsos. chapter is also why when i started writing why are they called why called i said why called brothers yeah <laughs> battle <laughs> but brother I, we got back to it late i think brother started that later or yeah i started keeping a running total of how many times i hear brother and it's I, also a I meant to call you all brother when this started nah. i forgot i was gonna do that brother 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 brother, brother. Mm -hmm. um i I wrote down Horus equals Warmaster equals Commander? Question? Equals Looper Call. Loop. Or did they say Looper Saul? Or did they say Looper Call? Loop. I did not hear a Looper Saul. I think. <laughs> you're, now you're putting a lot of extra things into it. <laughs> Looper Saul. It's what the, the Space Marines keep calling out. So. Okay. So, I don't remember just that. The I'm going to be Wolves, honest right? with you. That's their, yes, that's their, their there nickname sometimes for the I Commander think just Warmaster. For my brain so. protection, I blocked out certain words. <laughs> So, um, so we have Mercedy, 
um, just mm-hmm. eye fucking Loken right. um, aggressively, and uh, and then making him grumpy because she said mean things about Horus or whatever, or didn't use his she name said, correctly. Yeah, she well, used the honorific. She said, yeah. "Well, I think the thing that really upset him, and this is how I remember it, is she said." Couldn't you have just not right. attacked yeah, right. them? And could you just have let them have their own religion or whatever? Yeah. It's like, why can't we just leave them alone or something? Like, yeah. And as often real happens, <laughs> as often happens, it made him think, mm. and it made him mad. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is a perfect description of Loken. Yeah, he think he mad. I think yeah. therefore I'm mad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and it. That's kind of why I made the joke earlier about this reminding me of Doom is it feels like this is as if everyone was the Doom Slayer, but unfortunately the Doom Slayer had the ability to speak <laughs> and we had to hear him try to have thoughts, <laughs> except it's all of them. All. Um, yeah, I just found that interesting. But I also had a question. Um, so this is supposed to be like a genetically advanced race of like super soldiers but we believe in humors in this oh yeah universe because they reference that a lot in this chapter and some in the there first. was something i looked they're always phlematic. talking about in this way and that was one of the things i did look up and apparently you can use it that way oh and and the yeah. thing that this world loves to use is like old kind of having a gothic vibe to yeah. it i mean you'll see later their doctors are called apothecaries right you know because they want to have that they 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 want to have their, uh, you know, they want to eat this cake and then still have this cake of having this like super science, but then also being like, yeah, but do we really have the super here's, science? Yeah. Here's the, but we're not steampunk. Um, right. Uh, there was a time when I, Walter and I were talking about eyeballs for some reason, and you said something about the aqueous humor. Yes. And mm-hmm. I was like, uh, honey, we don't use humor anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this is, gave me... So we talked about like maybe the question, some of the questionable authorshipping, wordsmithing techniques. I've wanted to incorporate humors into a project for so long. And then reading this, I'm like, was, have I been wrong this entire time? <laughs> I don't want to have a lot in common with Dan Abnett I guess necessarily. My, my question is more, do they actually believe in humors the same way like Gothic or medieval folks did? That like you have an imbalance of humors that causes you to be more phlegmatic or choleric or whatever or is it just like turns of phrase that they've carried i forward? presume it's that, that okay it's, it's that sort of thing um because yes they have genetically enhanced super soldiers and everything now there is a big theme in warhammer of people like having technology but not really understanding how it works and like one dude knows what how everything operates but even he has like an incomplete understanding of gotcha. it uh going forward so but i think they just like the turn of phrase to make it sound all old-timey and fancy um but yeah, so he uh, he gets a remembrancer, makes him mad because makes him think, thinking's bad. And then uh, we go right back to violence because these are Warhammer novels and you cannot go too many pages without, so to speak, jumping the waters with one of my other favorite phrases, loops of pink wet viscera. That's <laughs> yeah. that's a, a good one. And you start to you start to pick up these little Warhammerisms uh, as you go on reading these books. Um also, we get a lot of people shooting bolters and cutting with chainsaws. Chainsaws, I win in doubt. By chainsaws, do they mean like that sword in Pacific Rim, like that the mech man? I don't remember. Like the a sword, chainsaw sword? No. Oh. Oh. Okay. That's what so I. That's yeah, what it's just a chainsaw sword. Yeah. Oh. Which is nonsense, okay. but I love everything about it. And again. 
Doom. Right. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you got oh, they have chainsaw swords in Doom? Well, Doom has just a chainsaw. 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 Right. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The anime Chainsaw Man is really popular right now. And mm-hmm. since I just referenced it, you can hashtag that whenever you post this up. And we can get more potential <laughs> views. Yeah. So we you came here for Chainsaw Man. <laughs> that was it, motherfucker. <laughs> We got the thing, but we talked about chainswords, which are way more exciting. I don't think yeah, those are we cool. need to do anything because people are going to say, "Ah, oh, yes, Warhammer 40k." I want to listen to this. <laughs> We're open, um, but yeah, so we fight a bunch of, uh, and then we get to finally see in quotes uh, the invisibles <laughs> and how they're actually invisible. And uh, I remember because there's a cute line: "Loken does a funny" is in my notes. Yeah. When uh, it's like when we got inside the palace, what we found was the invisibles. Why were they called that? She asked. Because we couldn't see them, he replied. And it's like, oh, hello. Yeah. Now who's the Joker? <laughs> I like, said, sometimes this book is intentionally funny and it lands. <laughs> and that was one of them that got me. <laughs> so, um, and yeah, it's him and his buddy, Neros Viper, which uh, to Shannon Chagrin, he will they'll use the entire name of every time. So Nero Vipus gets a hand chopped off. Um, much violence. Space Marines are getting blasted left and right. Um, they seem to have cool murder weapons. So just pages of bolter porn uh, <laughs> going on here, because as they do, I do appreciate you seeing a little bit of the Space Marines, because like it's it's one of my classic Warhammer moments where he gets his hand mauled and he's like, I just cut it off with a chainsaw and kept on going because it was slowing me down because we're Space Marines. So I've been kind of focusing on what is maybe less than great in these books but there are a lot of things i do like and one of those i thought it was cool that their shielding technology also functioned as their weapon i thought that was a cool oh yeah that the 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 the... it made some kind of logic like in world logic that and funny as all of you start making theories about what this world is and all their cool technology and we'll never see them again anyway (laughs) (laughs) none of these people matter and this planet is utterly unimportant later on in the series well they might play into my fan fiction so i'm gonna have a whole secondary thing on there um and we get to meet so this is the thing i'm enjoying reading about this is that coming at it from 40k there's a lot of names that start getting dropped in these that are very important people in the worlds of 40k in general. And then there's a bunch of names that are not. And I'm interested to see how you all pick up on different characters and whether they're important or not. Because I know ones that are like, this guy matters down the road. And this guy I have never heard of until I read this book. So who's going to be the people that matter or not? So cannot uh, wait. All right. As we get in there. Um, yeah, and then he finally gets, he makes his way to the quote-unquote emperor, and uh, we finally, at the very, very end of the chapter, we finally get to meet uh, Horus himself. Big Horus. Big Horus. Big yes, Horus. Not, not little Horus. <laughs> not, Who, by the way, so beautiful. <laughs> so beautiful. Yes. Big Guys, Horus. I couldn't believe it when I saw how big <laughs> and beautiful he was. So big, so pretty. These games every time. I want to know what the purpose, uh, just looking at this image that I'm seeing here. You guys have this image? No. No, I don't have illustrations. Oh, no, there's no illustrations yeah. in my book. Oh, man. So there's here. You guys can, if you want to pass it around. Yeah. You should post this in the notes or whatever. <laughs> so oh, for he's... people. <laughs> the wolf the skin. Wolf skin. Why does he have like the wolf skin? Oh, my God. They're on... the Luna oh, Yeah, I was going to say for yeah, the but... listeners to drive it home, I'm looking at a Bald man in a mech suit, which this might actually literally just be a Lex Luthor image from a <laughs> Superman comic book. But he has a wolf pelt draped over his large metal shoulders. Yeah, his I guess to drive metal home. Shoulders. So he doesn't need it for warmth. Yes. <laughs> like, right. It's right. purely decorative. It's cold steel. Yeah. 
Oh, I will uh, also anyone. Uh, Cam Jansen and Cold Steel. I'm I'm here for both of those. I will also point out as we talk about beautiful men and they're all bald. I will point out. And again, I'm not encouraging to Google anything, but if you happen to look at the Black Library author pages, 98% of these authors are bald. Uh, (laughs) Ah, yes. And it starts becoming very clear why. I really want to have a shaved head at some point. Do you think I could become a 40K author if I shaved my head? I think that seems to be one of the main prerequisites for being a 40K author. That doesn't even matter about the cover art. These guys aren't bald. They're not. (laughs) They have long, beautiful locks. Who are these guys? They have long locks. I will give you that. Um. But yeah, Loken, uh, Loken manages to beat uh, Ezekiel uh, Abaddon there. He gets in a bit of a dick swinging contest with Ekadon, another uh, uh, another Marine that uh, they don't seem to get along too well. And then Horus shows up and saves the day and everyone bows and everyone says he's beautiful. Should we say that they had a butt swinging contest? Just uh, right. in case we don't know objects. if we have or a bald head swinging contest <laughs> as it goes, because who knows if they even swing dicks. Chapter three. Meet Carcassy. He's pretty gross. Torgadon tells a poop joke. Torgadon. And, thank you. And atheism 101. <laughs> yes. So, yes, we are going to. I have a lot to say on the chapter mm. of baby's first atheism slash ethics course yeah. <laughs> that we get subjected to in had, this book. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dan have a lot to say about that as well. Yes. Well, good. Well, let's get into, but yeah, first we, we meet off and we're, we're starting to talk to uh new, we're hearing all about remembrancers and we're getting into the, the joys of the remembrancers. Cause these are all remember. We're looking at two remembrancers yes. when we get in here. Right. Okay. And one, uh, just, uh, grossly hits on the other all the time. So, <laughs> Yeah, every but day. But that's fun. Part of their fun. That's the fun way they interact sexual, with one another. Sexual harassment's just a fun little quirk. Well, he's yeah. he's the point of view character here, right? So it's fun for him. It's definitely fun for him. Yeah, and she, well, and she's totally into it. Well, as far as he knows. <laughs> yeah, that um, was all sarcasm. <laughs> we, we need to make that really, really clear. I this, canceled. This was uh, actually one of my favorite pieces of the audiobook. And can I just play you guys one of my favorite bits of the audiobook? Are you guys okay with that? Let's do it. Okay. And then there's the matter of sweat. Carcass, he said. He sat down on a lounger and put his feet up, settling the glass on his wide chest. He sipped again grimacing, and rested his head back. Carcassy was a tall man, generously upholstered in flesh. His garments were expensive and well-tailored to suit his bulk. His round face was framed by a shock of black hair. Keela sighed and looked up from her work. The what? The sweats, dear Euphrates, the sweats. I have been observing the Astartes. Very big, aren't they? I mean to say, very big in every measurement by which one might quantify a man. <laughs> I think that's a point in the pro dicks column and a point in the everyone's gay column. Yeah, so definitely. Well, and I love. Yeah, not he says, even. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Um, he says something about like. Is Keeler even attracted to men because she dresses like one? And she's like, "You dress like one, are you?" Yes, my dear girl, I am. I was, <laughs> I was so disappointed that in this future we still have gender norms mm-hmm. and we still have calling people gay as an insult. Right. And 
And he's using logic that makes zero sense there. Nobody says, you're a woman who dresses like a man. You must be attracted to men. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's classically how that goes. <laughs> how it do. He's just so, like, uh, you know, as much as I dislike other characters in this book, he is so far my least well, likable good character. news coming up. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I do not like him at all. I do also, I have written in my notes, generously upholstered yes. in flesh. <laughs> that was on my list of favorite like imagery. A magical so line. Gross. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he's gross, so it fits. Yeah. But... Um, we should get to at the beginning, as much as we want to jump right to <laughs> generously upholstered in flesh, okay. like we do. There's also a lot of background. That they throw after you. They're throwing the victory at Ulanor. Yeah. And they're talking about, about how the emperor went back to Terra. And these are all things that are important to say. We're, we're finding out that he's the he became the war master as he does so. And that they're sending all these remembrancers out. And all of them hate the remembrancers. And we're getting a bunch of names like Primarch Russ is like, give them guns. Rawr. We don't like remembrancers. And yes. I feel like you're doing a good thing here. We need to maybe, in case they're not reading the book, right. say what's happening. We're so, we're yes. And that the war council, there's like a civilian leadership on Terra that's kind of running the show now instead of the emperor and the Primarchs. So, and did we install a regime we i'm not part of this <laughs> you're not in the everyone's um, in the imperium you I, said we're saying i'm in the imperium uh did we like go in and set up a fake democracy but it's puppets from ter from this terra to run the government or do we have oh no and our own people running? yeah and they get down later that like one of the generals from mm. the fleet is like made to go be the governor of this oh. planet so okay. they, they're, they're putting new people in charge. They're just you, taking over. You they're know the I can't pay now. attention to these details. And we get to talk about <laughs> Rogel Dorn and their, their yellow plate and the Imperial Fists. <laughs> so there we are with that. Mm. Uh, the other thing I love about these books is that a lot of these names were made up in the 80s and they are beholden to them now and there's nothing they can do about it. So they named a group the Imperial Fists and... Language doing what it do. There's nothing they can do to take it back at this stage. So despite implications. Um, but and it's not lost on the Internet. Um, but yeah, then we get to sad carcassy uh, being being sad about wine, sad about not having his advances uh, met and uh, being grumpy was about the whole sad? process. Because I think he was into being rejected. That's the only thing that makes sense. Here. He's like, he just is like a real, he's like a troll in mm, real time. Yes. Like, what can yes. I do to get a rise out of this yes. person? He got yeah. his reinforcement, which mm -hmm. was her rejection. <laughs> and he's just that slimy, nasty kind of guy that enjoys pissing people off. Mm -hmm. But here, here's a question Is part of remembrancing sniffing people real hard? He's maybe that's he's a he's a, a smellomancer. He's a smell. It's not just him. As soon as at the end of this chapter, Mercy comes hmm. in, he's like, "Hey, what did Loken smell like?" And she's like, "I got that on lock." Oh yeah, I'm fresh say, oil or something. Yeah, mm, he smells like oils. Uh, Very yes. sweet and clean. Yeah, and yeah, they're the, all sniffing they're these sniffing, people. Yeah. You know, they're remembrancers. They want all the, 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 the mm -hmm. people back home. They want all the details. They want the sounds. They and want the seems, sights. They want the smells. Do they have smell vision? I was going to say, it seems like they don't. Like, we don't. Yeah. yeah. So you got to describe that. So, yeah, everyone's got to get the thing. So When we introduced one another ourselves, we should have described how we smell. How we smell. 
Right. Yes, that would be the important. Important. A quick sniff. And do we smell like lapping powder and oils? Hippie deodorant oh, is what I smell like. <laughs> Same. Um, but yeah, then we Lots get to... Lots of patchouli in here, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and then this chapter just goes on to be aggressively talking. We have Vipus and Loken. They're having their good old... The scene that you have to have in everything where shirtless guys are fighting in cages but having their dialogue at the same time. Right. Then right, right. Uh, Torgodden comes in and, of course, tells Vipus in one of my favorite bits, that he, now that he's missing a hand, he's going to have to wipe his arse with the other hand. And then he laughs at his own quip. <laughs> and it's like, quip? Was that a, are we calling that a quip? <laughs> I think he's the only one laughing at his jokes 99% of the time. Yeah. No one likes to interact with Torgaden. Yeah, they're like, why did we let this guy in? Because <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, he no. likes the moon, I guess. And it's still death, right? I mean, that's looking forward. But, yeah, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> they you don't can't get, get rid of him. Mm, you um, can. <laughs> Fair. But, but let's get to, to again, baby's first, baby's first introduction yeah. to atheism. Um, Kyril Sinderman, the finest iterator Loken has ever seen. Um, given a whole speech, a long, long speech about why they fight for truth and justice and the imperial creed and all this good stuff. So, so and he was the worst kind of philosopher. <laughs> he he comes to a nonsensical conclusion at the end. You think, oh yeah, this guy is saying stuff that makes sense, and then you get to the end, and he's like, "They we are right, they are wrong. Why?" Not because we say so, because we know so. And it's like, how is that better? Yeah. Because they know so. They know they're right. Sanderman. He he tries to say like, oh, it's not that might is right. (laughs) Taking that very yikes idea. But we have the might because we're right. (laughs) Right, And it's like, that's the same thing. (laughs) It's obviously the same. You just repackaged it. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. he's real good at repack he's yeah he's a real that's why he's good at being an iterator politician are iterators mm-hmm. basically professors or are they philosophers they're or... propagandists propagandists yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so a little bit of a little bit of politics mm-hmm. a little bit of because they even that. talk about like sometimes they put iterators in the crowds right. to be like hey we're clapping yeah. now everybody I feel like yeah. we're that doing would the thing. be so obvious <laughs> <laughs> you'd have one iterator just slow clapping <laughs> <laughs> you know trying yeah. to start and they're like don't try to start a slow clap again like him awkwardly like elbowing the guy next to him like oh that was a good like they all <laughs> know immediately if you're not a Terran from this planet yeah right <laughs> But I like to think uh, yeah. it is the Imperium, so it's also very possible they're holding guns or whatever at the time. Yeah. And it's like there's a big applause sign and like the guy with the gun standing behind it um, when it goes on. But um, but the big and this is a theme we're going to get back into is superstition. And oh, we have to cast off the, the, the shackles of superstition and old night and all of these things. You know what I do love about Loken is he's completely humorless. Yeah, I but- love that for him. Like what do you <laughs> I love that whenever this guy is like laughing and making jokes about him getting into the boys club and he's like psych no not psych wait psych again <laughs> and <laughs> Logan's just like if I wait long enough he'll tire himself out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's just not having it and I love that. And I love that like when he was with like the emperor the old man, and he's like, can you just not be a jerk to him? And we're just going to be respectful. And I do like that. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, Logan, the nicest space marine. So well, that's yeah. why he's got to be in the Mornival to balance the Ugh. humors. <laughs> he's going to balance the humors yeah. of these Mornivals. Mornival was on my list of what the fuck is that. And then they did eventually they did. explain what it was. Mm. But they talk about it a lot before they explain what it is, which is one of my like, pet peeves. At first, just from the word, I thought it was like a carnival, but for mourning someone. Same. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was. (laughs) They brought it up in the context of Sejanus's funeral, so I was like, "Is this like a um, festival? Like a day of the dead sort of?" Or I was thinking more: Is it like a when you have funeral where you hire mourners that like come after it to like (laughs) scream and cry to make Mm -hmm. someone look like they were more popular Mm -hmm. than they were? This falling well, you know, Sejanus was the most popular because he was the beautifulest boy space marine ever that we've ever seen. Um, I, I feel that this was definitely the chapter where. Uh, Dan Abnett is looking at what Warhammer novels are in 2006, and he's like, nope, not today. I'm fuck- There's going to be some thinking. There's going to be some right. We're going to do some moral philosophizing, and I'm going to – I'm, I'm it's, up in – It's not just game. loops of pink viscera. <laughs> Dan Abnett's trying to elevate the, the Warhammer novel oeuvre into a, a, a new level like where it's like they're not just going to murder things. They're going to talk about why they murder things and how they murder things. And should they murder things? Yes, they should murder things. But we're going to at least think about why we murder things um, all the time. The note that I wrote for that whole section of pages was, are we the baddies? Because I was like, even your justification, like you call it a crusade. Like it's still very religious like they're like we don't worship the emperor because we don't call it that (laughs) (laughs) he literally refers to horus as a god yeah well we're going to we're getting into the we're going to see this as a recurring theme going forward on we are we're not religious but it's like well no 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 we don't worship anybody as a god but yet yes it seems like though if you have a dude in charge and he's like, I don't like religion or, or or superstition or any of these beliefs. Let's go on a crusade. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's a weird, that's a weird choice. That that word's loaded. Feels disingenuous. Well, Horus is literally named after a god. So like, right? What? Like the Horus is an Egyptian god. Oh right, right, right. Uh, god of the sun. I could have made that up. He's like something. Isis's kid. Yeah, I think. something like yes. that. Um, and that's also sort of stuck in with the we named this guy in the 80s before we made up a bunch of this stuff and right. now it's like well his name Horus. also that might have just been you know he was just a kid growing up yeah. on Cthonia, and uh you know mom and dad Horus were like uh Horus, that's a good name for a kid so we don't know what it means so what are the odds of ancient egyptian god memories still lasting into 30,000 but we get to but yeah that sums up the a lot a lot of speaking and a lot of discussing that Loken will be the Naismith and that his job is to sort of balance the rest of these jokers uh, that are in the Mornival when we're going to get to a bunch of names. But that leads us into chapter four. Loken sort of apologizes. Like a palm tree or a what? Mornival pool party. Yes. Oh, we're so. <laughs> Most of my notes for chapter four, let's just go right to it. We were, There's a lot of things that happen in chapter four, but I need to talk about this first thing. And because I have party. just no, no, oh. no. Before the pool party, I just have a note that's a whole page and it okay. says page 75 fetish switch. 
I wrote palm tree or all caps fetish switch screaming gagged. Right. Like, it was the funniest thing that they're describing. So we're talking about Ezekiel Abaddon and and he has a top knot is his haircut yeah. that they're describing. And they describe it as it looking like a palm tree or a fetish switch, which I have to assume Sarah Craig is like a cat of nine tails. Yeah. Or it's like a just like a. Just yeah, a, it's a flogging, like a flogger. Yeah, it's a sexy yeah. whip. Why it's a are you whip. assuming Sarah knows? Well, because Sarah, Sarah, the, well, Sarah wrote the note fetish the switch, yeah. But it's fair, I also know. <laughs> <laughs> All of the above. We, talk, we talked about my hoe aliases when we were making this. Um, but, but yeah, it's... I don't know that I would equate a palm tree and a fetish switch as looking anywhere similar. So like, just baffling <laughs> word choice. I... And then, of course, my phone, I'm like looking up fetish switch. And then, of course, I'm getting a lot of BDSM switch articles. And it's like, well, that's not what I mean. Because no one call- I've never heard that expression. Usually, if you call it a switch, <laughs> I don't want to get too into like- No, we're going deep. Stuff. But like choice. a switch is usually just like a long, like flexible stick. Mm-hmm. So- I was thinking like when you get a when horse whip. Yeah. Well, and I was thinking about like when you were a kid. Marine horse. Yeah. And- in rural Kansas, and people would say, <laughs> get a switch. Get a switch so I can beat your ass. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's the same thing. Just, you do kink about it. But, like, that's, <laughs> but a palm tree is, it sounds like more like a cat of nine tails, which is a different, it's a flogger. It, they're just, it's like, it just was such an unnecessarily horny reference. It is a weirdly thirsty <laughs> reference. It doesn't seem to actually describe what is there. Like. It would, only made you more confused about yes. what it looks and like. And you would assume that if Dan put this in there, it was because he was into that. Right. And it was on his mind and you expect him to be more of an authority. But This is yeah. more into my theory that Anne Dabnett is out there writing... And- Warhammer erotica maybe, somewhere on the internet. Maybe in Britain, a fetish switch is a different thing. Maybe oh, it's a Britishism. Yeah, we really got to keep in the Britain of it all. Again, I couldn't find anyway. It hey, was freaks of the UK. Let us know <laughs> what a fetish. We switch. know we have Henry. UK listeners. Henry, we know you're from the UK, and we know you're listening. So if you want to chime in on what a Did fetish you just switch imply is, Henry Cavill is a freak. I'm saying that what a waste. <laughs> oh my god. If might as Slander. well. Yeah. Okay, so can we move on? <laughs> from that, from the Spanish switch. <laughs> I know it's great. It's oh, boggled me, boggled me. Okay. Move on to so, the homoerotic frat boy initiation. Yeah, but before we get to that, can I talk about something that happens in a lot of media that really bothers me is they'll say the character feels nothing about something and then goes on to describe what having feelings feels like. <laughs> because... <laughs> Like, Loken felt no fear. He was not built to feel it, but he registered a trepidation, an anticipation that made his heart, his hearts, he has more than one heart. Ah, you were getting into there, yes. Hearts beat. It's weird. I didn't notice that the first time. But it reminds me of, like, when, when I used to watch Dexter, and they would be like, he feels nothing. And then... Him obviously having feelings for people, or uh, you know, uh, equilibrium. <laughs> when uh, when, <laughs> when they're always like, we have no emotions, and Tay Diggs comes in, just big old smile, <laughs> like just chewing up the scenery, and it's like, I don't think Tay Diggs got the note on what this movie's about, but yeah, what a great reference. I oh, love that movie. <laughs> I I unironically love that movie, and maybe my love of gun fu informs a little bit about why I enjoy these books, despite. 
everything about Tune them. Tune in next for our Equilibrium podcast. Yes. <laughs> We're just going to do some deep dives. Oh, wouldn't Sean Bean be so good as one of these characters? I could see him well, on a I giant suit of power armor. I was going to see him first whenever you said who's going to play Sejanus um, because he always die, you know. <gasps> dies. Yeah. Oh my god, perfect. And so... And he'd be kind of grizzled. I don't know if he's as beautiful yeah, as he I, needs to be. That's why I'm sorry if Sh- Sean Bean, I know you're listening, but I didn't want to say Dejected that. Dejected Sean Bean turning his podcast off just... and sulking away. I think we can call Sean Bean handsome and not he's call him beautiful. Handsome. He's not maybe the most beautiful man. Right. If we're going to get that description, but sorry, Sean, you're, you're a very good looking man. It's okay. Keep You can continue listening, please. I know our opinion is of the utmost importance. Yes. Well, when, when he's hanging out with Henry... And they're, you know, on their porch on a when balmy London War afternoon Hammers playing Warhammers. <laughs> they can listen to this. Listen together. to this podcast yeah. and know. Um, but yes, and that's a part of that's just a, a callback. There's constantly talk about how space marines shall know no fear. And that's going to be brought up. That's a title of one of the books. It's a thing that's in there. This is like how the Jedi aren't supposed to have feelings for people. Well, and they go and different authors go back and forth on like, what does it mean to not have fear? And... It is very clumsily done all throughout the books on they have no fear, but and it's it's the thing that's brought up like when books have to do it where they have to say like they have no no they know no fear. But this guy is so scary that oh, they kind right. of do fear, but they but that's an example. But then they overuse it and it's terrible. I just ask you a question so that I understand what's happening in this chapter. Are we on the Terra that they attacked, or are we back on what they think is the actual Terra? We are still on the place that they attacked. Okay, so they say they have to do this ritual in front of a moon. That's not the same moon. Right. And You know that joke from Parks and Recreation where <laughs> Andy says to April, if you miss me, look up at the moon and know that I'm also looking at a moon. Not the same moon, obviously. That would be impossible. <laughs> or something like that. Um, but in this but it, case... It's real in this case. In this case, it's not the same moon. Yeah, and it, it, it definitely or leads to the question, what happens if some dude dies and they don't have a planet with a moon nearby? <laughs> right. Like, like we this just is, can't put a new guy in there. This literally is Terra. It, they describe it as the third planet from the sun. There's nine planets, which back Wait a minute. When he wrote this, then there were actually only eight planets. Two thousand six. I think yeah. Pluto is still in the okay. game. Yeah, I well, think so at that point. All right. So, but it's not the moon. It's it is and not the moon. What happens when there's not a moon or more, more multiple moons? Can they do? I that? think they just need a moon. But yeah, what if they don't have access to a moon? What if they have some ship combat and one of the dudes dies and they're like, oh, we're just out in deep space. We can't. If Eric's time warp theory is right, though, then it is the same moon, it's just at a different time. It's the same moon. <laughs> right? That's right, yeah. <laughs> I didn't think about them bringing a moon with them when I had that theory, but <laughs> but sure, they brought, brought yes. a moon. They roped the moon. Brought a whole solar system. Uh-huh. But yeah, and so did anyone else think, so So Mercedy goes to talk to Loken, and she's all like, I'm so sorry that I offended you. And he's like, you didn't offend me. Would I have brought you here? He she did offend him, though. Like, uh-huh. he was, he's gaslighting he's her gaslighting real bad right the there. Because he's like, why would I have called you here if I was offended? And it's like, you're a nine foot tall killing machine. I think it's a little unfair for you to be all like, <laughs> mm-hmm. you thought I was mad just because I was giant and mad. I feel no fear and I feel no offense. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, both of those things. 
Um, mm. And I feel he got her. She got a real half-assed apology. Uh, like she apologizes to him, and he's like, oh, he "I was hard on you." What did do for her? What is she there to see? Because he didn't bring her to the Mournival induction pool party. Pool party. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's saying that later. He's, he's gonna maybe tell her some cool stuff that'll be the best remembrancing, and it's gonna remember. And she says she's the first remembrancer to be on that soil. Mm. Yeah. So I guess just that honor. Even okay. if she doesn't get to take, yeah. make a report about yeah, it, yeah, yeah, she yeah. could just say, I was here. I did that. Well, thing. and she's like making her like a, she's like writing her book about her experiences landing on the planet and all that good stuff or whatever that she's writing on there. She gets to play cards with those bros. That's her. Mm. That's her reward. <laughs> she learns play. two new card games. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. We at least have to talk a little bit about uh, Mornival uh, Pool Party. Mm-hmm. And these are these are four names that we're going to need to know. So mm-hmm. we got Loken. Loken's our guy. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves Loken. Mm-hmm. We got Torgaden. Everyone's not favorite guy. Mm-hmm. We got Little Horus Axamond. Oh, well, little Horus. Little Horus who is the shortest of them, uh, but he was squat and robust like a guard dog. His head was shaved smooth and oiled because all the bald boys. Logan has hair though, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I presume. I don't know. Did he describe I think they say he has hair? like silver hair at some point Ooh. or something. So I a gray fox. That. That's what, Yeah, that's why he's taking Sejanus's place as he's the new right. locks. Oh. Fit, like, and they point Fabio. out <laughs> that he's the only one of the Mournifall <laughs> that doesn't look like Horus. So that... That kind of plays into our idea that a guy on the cover is Loken. is supposed to be Loken. That is not a beautiful man. The guy on the the guy on the right is yeah, not beautiful, but he does kind of have silver locks. Yeah. Uh, God, I hope yeah. not. Okay. But uh, and then Grr, Ezekiel Abaddon, first captain of the uh, of the Luna Wolves, important guy. Um, those are our, our more. Is it balls. Luna or Lunar? It's Luna. Luna Wolves. Okay. No R. Okay. Um, well, you know. And those are four. They're going to be important people going forward. Is Abaddon a bad guy just because of his name? Abaddon is the first captain of the the <laughs> Luna Wolves. He's obviously mean? a cool dude. Abaddon is, it's another name for hell, yeah. I believe. It's an like evil like Bible real. name. Yeah, it's Ooh, an evil. Okay, or a you demon guys are going to have to bring yeah. your Bible knowledge. Oh, and there's, there's, you get a lot of, a My lot of My favorite part drawn. of this pool party is the very end where... Toradon whispers and draws him close. Right. So, so, so I says, said homoerotic. Yes. <laughs> I will also say. You're one of us now. Toradon whispered as he drew Loken close. Oh, so whisper. You're I, one of us now. <laughs> <laughs> one of us. So one of us. <laughs> I will also say. So they point out very clearly that Loken is the only one of these in the Mortifall that's not a son of Horus, that doesn't look like Horus. How weird is that in all of their conversations? Like for Loken, he's just like staring at like, imagine if I'm sitting at this table, at this podcast studio, and if I was staring at like three mostly identical people, <laughs> it would be fucking weird. <laughs> um, oh and I imagine that's every Mortifall movie. Because there's four of us. Should we each take on whichever of these? Oh, you want to be say, a, a gibbous moon? Well, yeah. Who's going to be the jokester that makes a bunch of poop jokes? <laughs> I don't. Eric. I have never made a poop joke in my life. <laughs> Literally, never made a poop I feel joke. Like that's probably me, and I hate it. Yeah, well, <laughs> somebody's got to be the poop joke person, and that's that's mm-hmm. how it's going to be. I have um, to be the most dour. Yeah, you, melancholy have, you also one. have. Which one's the, the melancholy? That's, I think that's Axum. Little, your little horse. Oh. Well, oh. but you could be Loken. Because That's you've true. got the flowing locks. I do too. have flowing locks now. Yeah. You have the longest hair of anybody. Really and do. which yeah. one of us looks the least like Horus? So that's the real question. <laughs> That's the real <laughs> um, Finally, for today at least, chapter five. Carcassy, shut up. Carcassy, for the love of God, shut up. Carcassy gets his ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
This is this is the all carcassy show all the time for chapter five. This is uh, this is here. This is we have been. I will point out we're now like dozens of pages away from the last violence um, in this book. So Dan Abnett being uh, being restrained again. This is them trying to move Warhammer novels up to a new level. Cerebral. Yes. And him just wandering around. I so I hate carcassy, but I do start to get a little bit more sympathetic to him in this chapter when he's talking about his like. I bought 20 boxes of my notebook, special yeah. magic notebook paper that I wrote my best poems on. And now he's like worried that that, you know, he he's once he's out of these notebooks, which he can't get anymore because they're gone. Um, His muse will be gone. Right. Yeah. I had to keep reminding myself that I disliked this character because yeah. I really liked this I chapter. I had to remind myself that maybe I didn't want him to die because I actually did. I really did. Like <laughs> all of this, this love and like this kind of superstitious thinking i really hate and this this like romanticizing of paper paper things over digital things ah. uh, you know that that's a pet peeve of mine and this is a and shannon and i's uh this is our our disagreements in life as, we, as we sit in a in a room with like a um, two thousand books maybe. <laughs> yeah. of, of walters yes yeah none of these are mine except for maybe a cute few of those comics yeah but um yeah, I'm I'm digital all the way. Digital all the way, baby. You're reading these books on your data slate. And so when I was <laughs> reading this, I thought, mm, this guy seems like such an author insert character. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, he's so, oh, I love these special magical papers. So I had a totally different reading. And I'm not surprised. Yeah. I just can relate. <laughs> and I don't, maybe ever, all of us here, I do artsy things. So, but I really related to the like, I've had a breakthrough. Look at all the stuff I wrote. It's all so great. And then like one drink later, you're like, I'm a fraud. This is all <laughs> terrible. I'm going to destroy this all. I'll never make anything good again. So yeah. Yeah. As I was writing notes in my like fancy Moleskine journal thing, I was like, I feel seen in a way I don't appreciate because I don't want to relate to this character <laughs> at all because he's awful. <laughs> and so three out of four of us agree that reading sentences like it offered a particularly pleasing quattro quarto chapbook of 50 leaves bound in a case of soft black kid with an elasticated strap to keep it closed. I'm like, oh, I want those. Those are those are delightful. Yeah. And Shannon's like, use fucking one note, you barbarians. But <laughs> <laughs> this is a thing. Um, it is interesting, and you're the one doing an audiobook. That is uh, interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That we do. That's actually, Kindle, yeah. I mean, that's not like a coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's, on, it's on brand. So we get a speech. We get a long, boring speech by an architect. But that's supposed to be a long, boring speech instead of like, it's not Dane Abnett writing a long, boring speech in this case. Um, and we see our Titans coming yes. back, and he gets spooked by a titan staring at the thing. And it still never answered my question of, were those bad guy titans that are still on the planet, or are those good guy titans that we parked on the planet? We are Who the knows? baddies. Well, yeah. right. That's like, they yeah. are imperial titans okay. uh, that are sitting there. This will also get to, this is the thing that when I was reading it bothered me, there is no consensus on how big a titan is, and so they vary hilariously from author to author. They are good to know. Well, 30 feet say... tall. They're 100 feet tall. They're 300 feet one. tall. These ones are huge. Yeah. I heard, I mean, I didn't they say that like, the t- like comparing a normal human to a space marine is the same as comparing like a space marine to a titan. No, compared to space marine to a primarch. 
Oops. Ah, the difference between Primarchs and Titans, yes. That so, was a question I did have. So Primarchs are even more superhuman than just a normal space Yes. Wave. So okay. there's not many. He only made okay. a few Primarchs. Gotcha. And Horus is one of them. And Rogel Dorn, who yes, we get mentioned, is another one. Seed. Yes. <laughs> and all of the space marines are descended from one of these Primarchs. Okay. So we will get a lot more into that because as we meet Horus's assorted brothers... Because there's going to be a lot of writing lot down. Of brother Horus talk about. is daddy. Can I just say though, that I feel like Peter Egon Momus sounds like they just gave up on making names. <laughs> yeah. And and just and just watch Ghostbusters. <laughs> but Carcassy wanders around town. He's getting real sad, drunk. He's he's getting. We're we're driving more into the theme of why did we have to blow up all this stuff? These people were just minding their own biz, and now I'm grumpy about it. Um, he meets a uh, it's weird. Everyone on this planet seems to speak the same language as they do, but like kind of accented, um, except for this old lady that runs a bar that just seems like weird. Like I have the like I don't have theories exactly, but it's like I don't know what's with this old lady. <laughs> and, and I mean, is she even the person that runs the bar? It's like she's just this silent woman behind the bar. Yeah. And oh, I think she does run the bar. I think she just thinks. Get out of here. Yeah, but like at no any time either. is like somebody else like awkwardly trying to get a drink while Carcassy is standing there like dumping I, money on the I counter. I am imagining that absolutely everybody in the bar is staring at this interaction the entire time. <laughs> yeah. And nobody is drinking. They're just watching silently. Watching this weird drunk guy stagger in and throw money on the counter. Also, is he drinking... Uh, taking bets, uh, absinthe or Jaeger, because they said it's licorice tasting and it's <laughs> yeah, dark. Like and I was like, yeah. yeah. Oh, a pretentious and, art book, chat book guy. Oh, it's absinthe. I mean, it would yeah, have to be, yeah, right? Yeah, so that's why he loves it, it so oily? much. I don't know if absinthe. It made me think, think of Jaegermeister. Yeah. The oily makes me think of Jaegermeister, yeah. but I think you're right that it's probably inspired by. It's space absinthe, so it's but, oily. Yeah. Well, yes, but the scene is funnier if we just imagine well, he's doing Jaeger bombs. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. As you guys know, I don't drink alcohol. But I have to say, this sounded like the least inviting alcoholic drink I have ever heard. Yeah, it sounded gross. It had like an anise flavor to it, which I also hate. And it's oily. I've never wanted to drink anything oily. <laughs> yeah, no Melted one. butter, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Back to it. So and uh, Carcassie just staggers around town uh, writing little bits of poems and... Uh, Little bits of poems, being mad at the world and everything else, um, getting stared at by locals, etc. We also get to, and I think this is an important thing to bring up, as we've talked about it before, he talks about the, because he finds a church, a temple. He finds a church, and this is a big deal because there's no churches anymore on there. And we talk a little bit about the Lectio Divinitatis, Divinitatis, that, uh, that there's some people that might be worshiping the emperor's god. And that the emperor has said, no, 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 he's not a god. But some folks may, uh, may be thinking that he is. And that that's, uh, spoiler alert, going to be a big deal going down the road. And he has another baby's first atheum. like, ah, we've cast off religion, but now we have to find something to believe in because that's what we do. And, and we're getting a big contrast between Cinderman being like, we put faith in the Imperium and our quest and our crusade and the truth. And he's like, ah, but we're going to put just faith in this big, super fancy guy uh, who leads the Imperium. So, yeah, staggering around. 
doing some things, taking notes, and then runs into a bunch of soldiers and keeps saying words at them and yells at them a bunch. Immediately pisses them off. <laughs> just a ton. And and it's weird to be like, I mean, I guess getting angry, but like he's just talking to this officer just out of nowhere. One of these soldiers is like, We're, we beat the shit out of this guy now. And like the officer right. can't stop them even. Like he is trying to pull all of his soldiers off of him as they just kick eight shades of dog shit out of Carcassy. <laughs> To when he is no longer pontificating or breathing. Yes. Mm -hmm. The whole chapter, I was afraid that some local was going to do that to him, and then it ended up being (laughs) his own guy. The irony. The rich, rich irony. Yes, being in there. And uh, yeah, little little, some heavy-handed foreshadowing, perhaps, in a lot of what's going on with the Imperium and such. It actually, and this is a part that I don't want to get into too deeply, because y'all don't know what a lot of these things mean. But there are so many gratuitously 40k references that they make in here that are going to sail all over y'all's heads. But they are aggressive in the first couple chapters about like, ah, and then this guy, it looked kind of like this. Wink. And we're like, oh, that's a mm-hmm, that's a thing from later on. So there are gotcha. 900 references you all have missed um, going forward into the books. And Dan Abnett is not even remotely subtle about it. Would you say there are 40K references? There are maybe 40,000 <laughs> 40, references in the beginning of the thing. So that that's the first five chapters. So now that we're we're there, uh, where where do people think this is going to go? It's a good question, because at the beginning of the reading, I thought the whole book was going to be leading to Horus killing the Emperor, and then that happened in, like, chapter two. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. now I yeah. do not have a guess. Well, with the heavy-handed foreshadowing you were mentioning, I feel like someone is going to set himself up as, like, a god emperor. I don't know if it's the current emperor, if someone's going to, like, usurp the current emperor, and set themselves up as a god. I feel like Horus is really primed in that position because everyone loves him and already kind of worships him as a god. And the top um, of the top of the book does say Yeah, the, it's the Horus, Horus heresy. heresy right. Um, oh, that's a pretty yeah. big clue problem. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still hung up on the deceived thing about who is being deceived uh by whom and how. Uh and it just struck me because I think they mentioned that the Emperor kind of with drew like and lets this council run things and named horus Warmaster. and i think i wrote a note of like when's the last time anyone's talked to the talked emperor because he's still running things that's a good point mm. was any of this his idea like that kind of vibe. did he choose a war master yes so does he look like henry cavill oh we can only hope um all right and then um Let's also talk about. So we, we we answered some questions as going, but I know some of you have lists of things. So are there anything that you feel context would help for listeners, phrases, things, bits that are aggressively not being explained? I feel like we've kind of done that throughout. Right, I don't everyone's know. covered yeah. the things. What is old night? <laughs> I'm afraid oh, to ask. Oh, there we go. Old night. What so, is old night? So that's the period. So like there was sort of in the history of 40K and they get into this more. There was like. Awesome humanity time and everything was great. The 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 age of technology. Then a bunch of shitty things happened for a long time, and that's old night. And old night has very recently ended, and now we're going into this like great crusade era. So, so it's, it's kind of like, like a, the depression. Well, I was gonna say like a medieval times, sort dark, of. Like dark, dark ages. ages. Yeah, because did, 
Yeah, did the Renaissance come before the... I don't know, history. Renaissance is after the Dark Ages. Oh, shit. Yeah. Renaissance. Yeah. Renaissance. Rebirths. Speaking of second syllable. I'm, I'm not going to do this. <laughs> I'm just being a dick. Don't worry about it. <laughs> We've also talked about people have their favorite nonsense 40Kism. So we talked about... we. I mean, Wet Loops of Viscera, I was a big... Obviously a big fan of. I don't know if this is quite an ism, but I liked the... Uh, the emperor knows his name for when someone dies. Yeah. Kind of a, his name was Robert Paulson kind of thing. <laughs> oh, now is the new theory going to be this whole thing's a fight club situation? Ooh. Is there even uh, Loken? <laughs> so oh, there's no characters. There's one. We have to decide which one which, character which one this character whole book is. is. So, um, well, the next that's good. That's a good. Bit. And of course, obviously, we were big fans of the hand is upon us. Yes. Or hand is upon me. Um, yes, and for anyone who didn't get it, that's the ship is called the Hand of Vengeance, or the Spirit of Vengeance is the name. Oh, of it. I didn't. That's the one hundred percent did not. The get Spirit that. of Vengeance is Horace's fancy ship, and so that's when it's the Hand of the Ship. It's Vengeance, and it's clumsy. Yeah, but here okay. we are. And it's so funny because they make a point to explain that, and then don't explain so many things. Oh yes, <laughs> but I'm guessing that that's because that's new to this book and not just. A, yeah, that's more of a thing yeah. in there, and uh, and one for me. That's a 40Kism that keeps coming up in things. And I, it has come up for me for, again, better than 20 years at this point. I do not know what an auto-reactive shoulder pad is. They constantly call these damn shoulder pads auto-reactive. I do not know what that means. I don't know what that's supposed to be. I don't know what they're auto-reacting to. Whatever it is, it requires a wolf pelt to yes. be draped over it. And it justifies on the on the power armor these enormous shoulder pads, I suppose. And you can justify them being so hilariously big. By them being auto-reactive. Is it a coincidence that Final Fantasy 3 slash 6 has to do with an empire and there's people running around in mech suits? I don't know. Is the emperor in this book called Gestal? No. Okay, damn <laughs> so, it. There goes my, my fan theory. Maybe replay episode th- or, uh, Final Fantasy 3. Well, for next episode, we're going to be reading chapters 6 through 10, and we're going to finish part 1, The Deceived. Um, and that goes through page 203. So use those of you reading at home. Uh, be excited. Tear through that. We're going to see what happens with the, the handsomest boy. Um, we're going to see what happens. Well, I guess. He's Wait dead. a minute. So Janus is the handsomest boy. Yeah, he's boy. the handsomest boy. <laughs> yeah. Horace is really the handsomest boy, though. Okay, okay. I mean, deeply. So Janus is only so handsome because he looks like, you know, looks like Horace. Um, in the meantime, everyone enjoy your 40Ks. Read your books. Henry, uh, I imagine you're still listening at this point. Uh, how are those custodians coming along? Uh, they're all getting all painted up anyway let us know on 0 to 40k Walter knew Warhammer real well so he seized every opportunity to tell anyone he could about the books but no one ever gave them a second look so he thought hey I'll start a podcast and he gathered around him together at last three friends willing to jump into the fray and go from zero to 40k Zero to 40k was created by our warmaster Walter Stewart production by administrator Shannon Tierney music by Eric Strangefellow special thanks to Sarah Fecky check out everything we're up to at 0240k.com